Why not for Laban? He wouldn't know. By the time he was done, the man discovered God in a way that other people never knew him. I hope you are getting my point. God's love for Jacob was for one reason. The man loved the blessing of God and he was willing to die to get it. That's what I'm talking about grace again. Listen, we don't overcome sin because we are strong. The weakest person who understands how to tap into the grace, the power of God, is stronger than the strongest willed human being. I hope you are getting my point. What are we saying? It's not by our strength. It's by what? The grace of God. How is that grace released? When we, with all diligence, apply, that is, applying all diligence, we take the promises of God, believe them, and declare them into our lives. That's how we change our bodies to be conformed with his own. That's how we conform our minds to that of Christ. That's how we conform. If he say, look, I'm hot tempered, you will speak the word, temper will disappear. You speak it on day one, it doesn't go. Applying what? All diligence. We use it next day. Day two, it doesn't go. Applying all diligence. Say, people can take medicine for one year to cure a disease. And there are diseases that are not curable. Yes, let, me, let, me, let me drop that also. So God, I, I've thought about it. The Lord does something, which I find quite interesting. You know when the people of Israel... Now, let me first tell you what I mean by disease that are not curable. If it's somebody who's hypertensive, when they start giving the drug, they don't stop. Once they stop taking the drug, <laughs> blood pressure goes up again. Doctors call it control. Now, why am I telling that story? Sometimes, God says, don't worry, I'm not planning to cure anything. I'm just going to teach you how to live away from it. I don't know whether you get my point. Let me explain what I'm saying. When the people of Israel had serpents in the wilderness, and Moses prayed, God did not take away the serpents. He brought a cure for the bite. I hope you are getting my point. Know the truth? God did not take the devil away from the world. He did not take the tempter away from you. You know what he did? He just said, you, my child, live. That is, was, live. Are you, are you getting my point? Live the realm in which Satan operates and come and live in the realm above him. Anytime you come down, you will encounter him. And he's not planning to take him away ever. He's just saying, let that be an incentive for you to always live above. I don't know what I get my point. Listen, there are people that their problem is that they abandon the word of God. And once they abandon, they go back to their old ways. Say, why didn't God cure them permanently? God said, why should I bother? Is he supposed to be there? I don't know what I get my point. He says, sustain your life by the word. Like I said the other time, if you say you are sickly and the word healed you, don't think you will abandon the word and health will remain. No. Because life is in Christ. You have to be constantly connected. Oh God, I hope you are getting my point. You can't take something from him and run away with it. It it disappears after a while. It's simply because life is in him. I hope you are getting my point. It is abiding in Christ that gives you constant victory. Christ is not somebody you come to, take from him and disappear. No. It's somebody you come to and you live in. Somebody say, applying all diligence. Listen, Christianity, you, me, 
we have overcome sin. Somebody say amen. amen. I said it before. Why do we take this serious? Because this is why destinies are not manifested. When the Bible tells you that the race is not to the swift, the battle is not to the strong. And Solomon said, when you live, look under the sun, he said, time and chance, it appears like he was saying, happens to all men. What was he saying? Physical things are not the things that determine who we succeed and who we fail. That's why I wrote the book, Beyond Gifts and Talents. Explaining why Samson failed. But Paul said, whoever wrote the book of Hebrews, explained to us that, listen, God has already given us the method by which we will overcome this poison of our destiny. What is that method? Using all diligence, we apply his magnificent what? Promises. Let's begin to read them. Romans chapter 8. Yes, I finally got into it. Remember, the promises are not a commentary. They are prophetic. When I say prophetic, it's the will of God expressed by which we conform ourselves to that which God wants us to be. Let's start from Romans chapter 6. I want to read Romans chapter 6. Now please, I want to say this again. It's like the 10th time I'm saying in the last two meetings. But please don't be angry with me. Are you angry? You don't even know what I want to say, so you can't say this. <laughs> yeah, agree. The word of God is not a commentary. I just need to say so people will understand. It's not describing your experience. I told you once a man said something. A friend of mine told me that about a theologian who was attacking David, of course, in, 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 the, in, the, in, um, in his teachings. David said, I'm a young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. No, his children beg bread. The man said that David was lying or he was blind. Did you hear that? Some people are very bold. Are you getting my point? Even if I was thinking it, I wouldn't say it. <laughs> the man said that. Because as far as he's concerned, David must have seen the righteous forsaken and the children beg bread. If he was looking. And I said, that man is very foolish. He doesn't understand the word of God at all. If your experience does not conform with the word, you rearrange your experience. You don't, you don't rearrange the word. If your experience is not conform to the word of God, you ask questions. You ask yourself, why am I seeing righteous will forsaken? You start checking. Am I really as righteous as I think? I met a lady some time ago. She talked with me for some time. I was crying throughout. By the time you finished talking, I felt like saying, I, no, not that I didn't feel like, I told her straight, you overrated your father's righteousness because she felt that what her father got, he did not deserve. I said, your father was a nice man to you. I don't want to, your father is late. I don't want to speak, you know, lightly of him. I said, but please forget that thing. How God judges, you don't know. Sometimes, <laughs> what you think is good, God says is evil. For those of us who were at my convention, the, our guest minister, Chris Devon, said something, which I had never seen like that before. He said, some of the messages we preach are not even the way God said we should preach. He said, the last word of evangelism in the Bible is, let who wants to continue sinning, that is, continue sinning. Let him that is wicked continue wickedness. Let him that is righteous continue He said, that was the last word of evangelism in the Bible. He was something that sometimes you think you have been preaching the good word. He said, no, go and read your Bible well. What am I trying to say? You don't describe the word of God. You don't judge God's word by your experiences. 
You take the word of God as a standard. And you tell me your experience. This is what the word says. Oh. Don't disgrace yourself. Oh. Conform with the word. Oh. If the word says you are above alone, say amen. Oh. Don't say the word is I'm, but I'm below. That's what I'm trying to emphasize. When we take God's word, what we are doing with it, that we hook it somewhere, is that's where we hook. Uh, I'm looking for a word to use now. Assuming you are in a pit, are you getting my point? And there is a motor that will turn a, a string to pull you out of the pit. You, you understand what I'm saying? You don't tie the motor to the bottom of the pit and then put it on. It will just tie you down there. What do you do? You, somebody will hang it outside there and put on the thing and it starts turning the thing that's supposed to pull you. That's what God's word is. When you utter the word of God with your mouth, you are pulling yourself from where you are to where he wants it to be. It's not a commentary. The word of God is prophetic. What is a prophecy? Prophecy is that which you issue for so that everything might conform to what is said. It has power in itself. If he says to that woman, go and sin no more. It was not counsel. No, I've been saying that thing. Jesus didn't advise that girl. It wasn't a piece of advice. It was what? Empowerment. So next temptation, what should she do? It, he said, go and sin no more. Romans chapter 6. He said, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may abound? He said, may it never be. Why shouldn't it be? He said, how shall we who have died to sin still live in it? Aha, first statement. Everybody declare, say, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, I have died to sin. sin. Remember, it's not your experience I'm describing. I'm giving you the word of God. And listen to me, your life will conform to that in the name of Jesus. Say it again, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, I have died to sin. Look at what Paul said in verse 3. He said, or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? That is, how did I die? Simply because I have been baptized into Jesus, dipped into Christ. Please listen to this. He wasn't talking about physical baptism. That is a sign of a spiritual thing. Because by one spirit, we have all been baptized into one body. Cornelius, before they physically baptized him and his family, they were already in the body. The real baptism of death was when you gave your life to Christ. The physical baptism is just an outward expression of what really took place inside. I hope you are getting my point. What's he saying? Every believer, this is your experience. You, he said, you have died with Christ. You were baptized into his death. That old man is dead. This is the word of God. He said, did you not know? <laughs> Let's continue reading. He said, therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Let's quickly declare this before we read the rest so that we don't lose anything out. So let's declare say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I was buried with Christ. I was buried with Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My old man died. My old man died. With Christ. With Christ. And was buried with him. I was 
in the name of Jesus. I was raised also with him. Through the glory of the Father. Say now. I walk in the newness of life. Say now. I walk in the newness of life. I walk above the devil. I walk above sin. I walk above the devil. Now say this, because this is very important. Say, all the curses of the ancestors, of the generations gone, they died. They were buried. And they couldn't come out. Because I rose up with the resurrected Christ in the newness of life. I rose up with blessings. I rose up with blessings. There is no ancestral curse in my life. Say every sign of such curses, every sign of such curses, they are a lie. Are you getting my point here? Say it again. Every sign of all things, they are lies. Why? Because you walk in the newness of life. Say it. I walk in the newness of life. I have the resurrection life of Christ Jesus. It's walking in me. Walking in my spirit. Walking in my soul. And walking in my body. Making me of a pure heart. It's called newness of life. <laughs> Let's continue reading. It says, verse 5 says, For if we have become united with him, the likeness of the dead, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our own self was crucified with him, in order that our body of sin might be done in a way with, so that we will no longer live as slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. There's plenty to say here. <laughs> I'm enjoying this already. <laughs> say, in the name of Jesus. My old self was crucified with him in the name of Jesus. The body of sin was done away with. Say, my body of sin has been done away with. My body of sin has been done away with. I am no longer a slave to sin. As surely as Jesus died, I am no longer a slave to sin. Say the old body died. I am no longer a slave to sin. Remember, this is the will of God. You know, in Genesis, God said, let there be light. The way we read it is as if it was, it was making a request. <laughs> I hope we know, it was, I hope we know it was not a request. Let there be light. So who will let it be? Literally, I was taught, taught now, what did he say? He said, light, be. Which was an eruption of what was going on inside his heart. In fact, the way I understand it, he didn't even say light, be. You know what he said? <laughs> and there was light. So Moses wrote, he must have said, let there be light. <laughs> because what happened was that what was inside him erupted. I'm going somewhere. So when he said, thy will be done on earth, I listened to Larry Lee like some 20 years ago. Larry Lee said, what he actually said, he was trying to get the language well arranged, is thy will be done. It was a declaration, not really like a request. 
I don't know whether I get the point. That is, is, what he simply said is that will of God be done. What we have read is the will of God. Are you getting my point? When we speak those words, we are saying what God has written concerning us in the heavens. Become real in my experience. Are you getting my point? Listen, spiritual things, they have to be downloaded. I need to emphasize that. They have to be downloaded. If it wasn't like that, Jesus would not have taught us to pray like that. Will of God be done. He wouldn't have said that. When God does something and it's done, he says you have been blessed with all blessings. But where are they? Where are they? In heavenly places. The way we look at it sometimes as if when it's in the heavens, when you die, you will find it there. No, no, that's a lie. Heaven is like a store. Many of us, if not most of us here at least, we earn a salary one way or the other. You know, this is 2016. You hardly get paid cash. True of us. Even business you do, you, the people don't give you cash often. What happens? You get what? In fact, we, may, we even made a song out of it. I don't get a lot. God do it. <laughs> it became a song. Everybody knows it's not a lot. It's not about... We don't deal in physical cash again. You are there. The man says, give me my money. Say, wait now. Suddenly you get paper on your phone. You open it. Transaction a lot. And you see credit. 78,000 naira, 260. Tell the man, how much is your money, sir? And tell the man, wait. Star 737. That's the rainy one now. Yeah. <laughs> And film, and it gets on a lot. And quarrel ends. Are you getting my point? <laughs> the quarrel ends there. But nobody saw physical cash. Are you getting my point? When the Bible says blessings are in heaven, it didn't mean when you die, you go there. It means that is where you get the alert. I don't know where you get the point. That is where it is. Where you need it, go to the ATM. Put in your card. Please enter your secret number. Remember our secret number? J-E-S-U-S. What's the next thing you hear? Please wait while your blessing is processing. <laughs> you are getting that? That's the way it works. Sometimes it takes a few seconds, a few minutes, a few days, a few months, a few years, whatever it is. But that blessing processes. It's called 3D printing in modern technology. That template in heaven is, t- is 3D printed on the earth. Sometimes it takes a while. We wait while that transaction is processing. I hope you're getting my point here. So when the Bible says some things that doesn't feel like our personal experience, it doesn't mean it's not real. These are the realities. What you are feeling is not real. The reality is what is recorded in heaven. It is real. It's like you got your, your boss transferred, you know, paid you. Sometimes... From federal government, from Abuja. Transaction alert, ma'am, you know. And you know, the, sometimes you don't go there for the next one week. But you don't doubt that there's money there. You know when you need it, you will tap into it. That is when temptation comes, you say, hey, temptation, listen, the body of death has been done away with. The feeling that's dragging towards falling for temptation goes in the other direction. If it wants to come again, that's another temptation. You say, the body of death has been done away with. Sin will no longer have dominion over me. He said, for I died with Christ, and he who died is free from sin. Spiritual things are real. The problem many of us have had is that we don't realize that 
we have a duty to download them from the heavenly bank into reality on the earth. That's the problem we have had. Let's continue reading. Said in verse 8, Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ having been raised from the dead is, no, is never to die again. Death is no longer, no longer his master over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Even so, understand that your heavenly bank has been credited with this death to sin. And you are now alive to God in Christ Jesus. I'm reading verse 11. Let me give you a little He said, even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? Alive to the vibes of the Spirit of God. Alive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Alive to doing that which God wants you to do. Alive to walking in the will of God, not in the will of flesh. Let's declare it again. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I am dead to sin. I am alive to righteousness. In the name of Jesus. I am alive to God. In Christ Jesus. I can walk in the will of God. Say it in the name of Jesus. The will of God is natural to me. Say the way the old flesh moves towards sin. So my new life moves towards righteousness. And moves towards the will of God. Paul said now that we understand this. Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body. So that you obey its laws. Or to go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of righteousness. But present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead. And your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not be master over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. That is, you have power to do what is right. Now, I want to just point out something here. What was he saying? Now I have, before, I didn't have control. Now I have control over what my body does. So my duty is now to do what? Take it and present. Are you getting my point? That is, I can tell you what to do. You know, I said something before, that our major problem is that we resist sin late. I don't know whether I get my point. Yeah, we do it late. When it's already, it's been planted, it's been watered, it's germinating, then the fruit comes up. You say, no, I don't want to eat. But you planted it. You watered it, you nurtured it. And that's when it begins to appear hard. That's when it begins to appear hard. The truth is that what Paul is saying here, we can do it. I can simply say no. Like I said to you, a lot of times, people take little things. They say, apply for a visa. You want to go to the US? No problem. As you are feeling it, what's your age? Assuming you are 26. Ah, they won't give you a visa. Somebody says, write that you are, let you take an example, that you're only 19. Good enough, you look young. If you don't look young, go and cut your hair. Remember those, uh, okay, not, uh, those African footballers of those days. Things are improving now, amen? One guy don't play for Julius Bejar for 15 years, then he play under 17. Did you start playing when you were two? <laughs> when they appear on the pitch, I remember one particular one. The Ghanaian um, uh, footballers. We defeated them that one. They came with all kinds of haircuts. I said, this 
look, my guy, we are both Africans. I can identify a power when I see a power. This one. They did all kinds of haircuts just to make them look like Boomer boys. They were, these guys were all palace. <laughs> are you getting my point? That's some, some, some that we, I mean, people do like that. So anyway, they said you might just write that you are 19. Now, let me say something. That one is very easy to refuse. You can say promotion does not come from the east or the west or from the south. God is judge. It's simple. It's not hard. There's no pressure. There's no gun to your head. You're not hungry desperately that somebody say carry cocaine now. No. You're just in school. You're just working. Yes, you're not earning a million bucks every other week. But for goodness sake, you're working. There's prospect. The future is bright. Somebody just told you that, look, if you go here, things will be better. And this, that's where we start sowing the seeds. The Bible says, present your body as an instrument of righteousness. Any testimony you can't share openly, don't do it. Sometimes when we're teaching children at home, I say, if you have to run when daddy is coming, don't start at all. Anything that only prospers when mommy and daddy are absent is not the will of God. The one that you hear horn, everybody move into your room. You should have been in your room before the horn came. Are you getting my point? No, you know the way children behave. That is shows up, they just suddenly stop what they are doing. They suddenly change the channel because my children, they have some temptations. In my house, they have a rule. If you are watching TV and the next day is not school, you, are, you can watch TV till late. But once it's 8.30, you can't watch cartoons, you can't watch movies, you must watch an educational channel. So assuming that they get carried away by one interesting cartoon and they forgotten they are watching it, so then you get, at the, you, you get to the gate, Pah! they look at the clock, my God, 9.15, my <laughs> geographic. <laughs> I tell them that, look, if you have to respond to daddy's presence or mommy's presence to change the channel, you should know that you are walking in iniquity. Are you getting my point? That's how it is. Any testimony you can't share openly, don't bother doing it. I've had people, you know, there are arguments of, is this lawful? Did God say it? Did God not say it? One day somebody was telling me that, um, all these people that carry cocaine, that me, I don't say anything wrong with it. Though. It's those who have their money that want to buy it. It's that my, my problem is just that if you carry it now, they will just catch you. <laughs> I said, that one is good enough. That pleases me enough. At least I'm sure that you won't try it. Because, you know, it, it was a moral argument that what's wrong with it? The people want it. That is because they want it. I'm just supplying something that people want. That I just don't bother because, you know, it's risky. I said, look at you. But, you know, it made me think, how do you argue with a believer? As a fellow is a believer, how do you argue with it? Where do you start from? It's simple. What you are engaging in, are you an instrument of righteousness or unrighteousness? Forget what God said, that shall not sell cocaine. It is, are you an instrument of righteousness or you are an instrument of unrighteousness? That's the argument. Something that the only thing that pushes you to do it is the money you will make is instrument of unrighteousness. Are you blessing the person you are supplying these goods to? No. You know the guy is addicted. What I want to say? We can make up our minds. That's what God says. That's what he's saying here. That we can make up our minds. So let's declare it again. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I yield my body, yield my body as an instrument of righteousness. I present myself to God. I myself to Declare God. it. I present myself to God. I myself to 
as one alive from the dead. I yield myself, every part of me, as an instrument of righteousness. Say, I yield myself, every part of me, as an instrument of righteousness. I declare it again. That sin shall not be master over me. Sin will not have dominion over me. I am under grace. It means I have power. I have the ability of God to walk in righteousness. I speak to my body right now. You are an instrument of righteousness. You are not an instrument of sin. I speak against every lust in my body. You will not have power over me. In the name of Jesus. The word of God says, I am free. The word of God says, I am free. The word of God says, loss, sin, will not have mastery over me. Because I have grace walking with me. In the name of Jesus Christ. Quickly, let's open our Bibles again. I'm looking, watching our time. Romans chapter 8. That's the one I said we should open to earlier. Let's read from verse 1. Remember, what are we doing? We're applying promises. That's what we're doing. Listen, we're not applying methods. I want to just explain something here. It's not mechanism. When this happens, then you now begin to do this. No. It's we tap into power. There's a kind of power that comes into your life, you can't even hear the temptation. Are you getting my point? Yes, sir. That is, you know some things people call temptation now, eh? <laughs> okay, let me give an example. One day my younger brother and I, we sat downstairs here, you know, eight hours. We're outside that place. I don't know where we're sitting there, we're just waiting. So he was looking, and looking at people. One man arrived, sat down, ordered a bottle, went through the bottle. Other than another one. You see two guys sitting down there sharing bottles. So we're looking at them. He was just looking at them. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> and he's an adult, I mean. He couldn't understand that men actually enjoy this. And for those of you who never learned the taste of beer, like I never did, I still don't understand why men drink it. I'm not saying it's evil. I'm just saying that I don't understand. I, I don't understand, I, honestly. This is never righteousness. It's not like, you know, I'm a man of God. No, 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 this is never righteousness. <laughs> no, 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 it's never righteousness. It's just about, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't know how to say it. One day I asked one of my doctors, one of my colleagues in the office, I said, why do you guys, what do you really enjoy? He said, in the alcohol, in the beer. He said, sir, it's a taste you learn. You didn't learn it. And since that day, I got my answer. Because I used to sit down and wonder. Men would just sit down and be drinking. T- For me, anything we're not sweet, I'm not a drink. I don't wonder. No, it's not about alcohol or no alcohol. No, but at least be sweet now. Ah! The first time I tasted them uh, stout, Guinness stout, I thought the bottle was bad. Are you? <laughs> I'm not joking. I thought this one is spoiled. <laughs> Now, I'm trying to explain something. So some things for me, they are not temptation, you know. Now, no, please, get my point. I'm not saying, you know, I'm a righteous man. No, it's just I'm talking about habits. 
Their habits are never formed. Their habits are never formed. Not because it's not an act of righteousness, just that I just didn't form the habit. So for, for, for if Satan wants to tempt, he shouldn't even come near that side. When you want to tempt, look for serious temptation. Don't bring both. I, I, you are getting what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm going something. That's how God works sometimes. He just removes, removes a desire from you. You start wondering what's going on. When the word works, sometimes you start wondering, what's going on? What, what are people enjoying in this? It's not about methods. It's that God just changes a man, changes a woman. You start marveling that you mean I used to do this? What was I thinking? No, I've matured now. You know, before I used to wonder, you want to argue with people. But no, 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 it's not argument. What, is you, what they are feeling, you are not feeling. Sometimes when I see young boys, third year students, just say I got visa and disappeared to America. And you know they were like, are you mad? I've seen it before. Third year, in fact, the ones I have in mind, second, third year, law. One, of, one, one was my relative. Law student, I think second or third year, just pulled and went abroad. I'm like, what? Are you okay? Even if you wanted to go, I have no problem with it. I have no problem with it. But at least I know the way the reason in the U.S. Your first degree gives you leverage. It gives you leverage. You can easily get in there, do the, you know, a few exams, hustle and get, go and get a master's. Talking naturally under the sun. You already have leverage. All those who that disappear like that, 99% never go back to university. They can't afford it. I used to argue with people before. Why do you do like that? I just realized, later, these days I don't. Why? I said, what they are seeing, I'm not seeing. What I'm seeing, they are not seeing. They are seeing hopelessness down here. But I see, I don't see that. And I've been proven right again, again, and again, and again, and again, and again. They see something that does not exist. They once I get to America, boom, I just buy the dollar tree. Go they harvest for the back of my house. Please, I'm explaining something here. The word of God can just, it will just, it will change you. Are you getting my point? It's alive. Change your taste. Change the thing. Now you start wondering, was I doing that? What was I thinking? That's how it works. Let's do, that, let's do Romans chapter 8 so that we can quickly close. Say, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you, has set me free from the law of sin and of death. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did. How did he do it? Sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And as an offering for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. So that the righteous, in the, so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the spirit, they set their minds on the things of the spirit. For the mindset on the flesh produces death, but the mindset on the spirit produces life and peace. Because the mind on, set on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. If Christ, he says, is in you, though the body is dead or subject to death because of sin, 
Yet the spirit is alive, or the spirit will give it life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that indwells you. The Lord is good. Now let's begin to declare because I'm looking at my time. Say in the name of Jesus. In the, name of Jesus. the spirit of Christ is in me. Say Christ is in me. Say his spirit is in me. He's giving life to my mortal body. Say my flesh is dead. My spirit is alive. Say my mind is set on spiritual things. Therefore I walk in the spirit. Therefore I please God. Say therefore. There is now no condemnation for me. Let's rest our feet as we close. Say there is now no condemnation for me. I feel like saying the same. My sins have been forgiven. My old, my old life has been washed away. Say my sins have been forgiven. The blood of Jesus has cleansed me. Say I have been washed. I have been cleansed. Say now I am clean. Sin does not have dominion over me. There's no condemnation for me. Because my sins are forgiven. Say, therefore, I am healed. Therefore, I walk in righteousness. Therefore, I walk above sin. Say, therefore, I walk in the will of God. Say, therefore, every curse, every problem, every ancestral trouble, say it, every curse. Oh, I know why I'm saying this. Say, every curse has been broken. Say it has been broken, has been broken. By, the by the power of his blood. There is therefore now, is therefore now no, condemnation for me. no condemnation for me. Say I walk in Christ. I walk, in Christ. I walk by the power of his spirit. Say I am subject to the law of the spirit. The law of life is working in me. Life is working in me. Now say this, life is working in me. Healing every disease. Healing every disease. Life is working in me. Sometimes it's a process. Are you getting my point? Yes. I want you to know, no matter what ailment is in your body, it's going. Why? Because it has gone. Are you getting my point? Remember, wait while your transaction is what? Process. You know what people do with ATMs? I wish they would do with the word of God. When ATM says wait, you know they go anywhere. Ah, ATM can't be there. <laughs> you will wait. When we are believing the word of God also, what do we do? We wait. I say to you in the name of Jesus, there is no incurable disease for you. Amen. Every ailment is being cured. Amen. Your transaction is processing. Amen. Jesus died to free you. Amen. Every disease, no matter what part of the body it is in, anywhere from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, I speak to it right now. Body, hear the word of God. Be healed totally in the name of Jesus. Every affliction, hear God's word. Go in the name of Jesus. That is what is written in heaven. And we say concerning that which is written in heaven. Be done. Be done. Be done. Be done. Be done. Let's wave our hands and just give the Lord thanks. Say, Lord, I thank you. 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 Let us give him thanks and praise. 
Ah, I just feel like saying it again. Thank God for healing. Thank God for health. Thank God that every affliction is gone. Put your hand over your chest. Somebody, if, you're, if you have a problem in your heart somewhere, your heart doesn't beat regularly, or the doctor says it is weak, or it is failing, speak to that heart. Receive life, the life of Christ. Now, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke death out of your life. You will live, you will not die. You will live, you will not die. I say you will live, you will not die. Oh, you've heard of news. One Cameroonian footballer died the other day. So it makes you panic. The heart failed. Your own heart will not fail. I said it will not fail. Your kidneys will not fail. Your kidneys will not fail. It will not fail. If you have any... Look, listen. listen. If you have any affliction around there, just put your two hands like this. That's where your kidneys are. Put your hands there. And I speak life to it now. In the name of Jesus. The Spirit of Christ is there. Is working. Life is working in you. It is well with you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In your life, poverty has been broken. Productivity has come. It's not just about money now. It's that you count. I don't know whether I get my point. You matter. You count. Productivity has come. Behold, he has given you power to create wealth. Receive your ideas in the name of Jesus. Receive favor to execute them in the name of Jesus. Receive prosperity to make them come to pass in the name of Jesus. God will send you help from everywhere. When you walk into NAVDAC office to collect your approval, help will be waiting for you. You walk to local government office to collect approval for anything, help will be waiting for you. Somebody say, hold the money for a bribe, don't bother. The word of God is enough conviction for anybody. It will grant you favor in the name of Jesus. This is your season of fruitfulness and multiplication. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, let's share the grace in fellowship. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we are passed out of death and we are passed into life. We are passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We are passed out from under the curse into the blessing. We are passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of fruitfulness and multiplication. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One more time. Please bless somebody quickly. This is your season of fruitfulness. One more person. All right, share our brethren.